0: In this edition of American RVer, we traveled up the East Coast to Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina to give you a taste of the 26th annual North Carolina Oyster Festival. Then Peggy interviews author Miller Pope, who gives advice for aspiring writers on the road. Our tech tip talks about external RV maintenance, and in our Friends Across America segment, we meet Tenters, Beverly, and Martha. It's a packed show we hope you'll enjoy. Last month, American Beer was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We've just gone up the coast a little bit to um, Ocean Isle Beach, which is in North Carolina. And this is the 26th annual Oyster Festival. And everything is going on here. A lot of people, a lot of booths, a lot of food. And we're going to take you on a little tour of this Oyster Festival that's been around for a long time and interview a few of the people here. So come on along. Let's go into the Oyster Festival in Ocean Isle Beach. Originally begun in 1978 as the South Brunswick Island Oyster Festival and became the North Carolina Oyster Festival in 1980, 26 years later the festival, held on Ocean Isle Beach, attracts locals and tourists alike. Featured at the event is live music, oyster shucking, food, vendors and artists selling their wares. The winner of the oyster shucking contest goes on to the National Oyster Shucking Competition in Maryland. I don't care about shucking, I care about eating and so do a lot of other folks steamed oysters over an open fire there is nothing better check out the American Riviera website in the travel log area and we'll even give you a recipe for oyster soup people from all over the country traveled to Isle Beach for this festival typically held in late October last year 35,000 people attended in the two days of the event the sights and smells are wonderful and you are a very short walk from the beach speaking of smells the food was great and I like sampling as much as possible Besides, it tastes better at a festival. You know what I mean? If you were looking for interesting arts and crafts to purchase, this was the place. Pretty much every kind of artisan was here. One artist we found, Kyung A Park from Brunswick, Georgia, was painting beautiful seascapes in her booth. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing. I'm painting
1: right now with the ocean scene.
0: Okay. And what are you painting on?
1: This is an oval canvas that that requires no frames.
0: Oh, I see.
2: Good, beautiful work. Thank
1: you. It hooks the wall. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're looking oh, there, outside there. the window.
0: It's just amazing you can do this with everyone milling around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I am used to doing this because I already demonstrated when I'm teaching and talking sometimes.
0: Oh, I see. It makes it a little bit easier for you.
1: Yes, and just, I enjoy it.
0: Around the corner was Joanne Pope from Ocean Isle Beach who has a framing store called A Frame or Two. She had the framed picture that represents this year's Oyster Festival called Paint Bucket Oysters by Ivy Hayes.
1: This is Joanne. This is, conserv- two. <laughs> this is conservation low-reflection glass, which has UV filtering yeah. capacity blocking out about 98% of the UV light. And this is a fabric silk mat on top. And this is the, the current Oyster Festival print that are sold here at the Chamber for the, for the Oyster Festival. So it's framed for, more or less for the beach idea with the beachy type frame. Yeah, it's a beach theme. Yep, beach theme. 26th Annual Oyster Festival coaster by Ivy
0: Hayes. Speaking of Ivy Hayes, he also had a booth at the festival that attracted a lot of attention because of his unusual, colorful artwork. Uh, We're here with Ivy Hayes, who is doing the uh, 26th Annual. Um, Oyster Festival on Ocean Isle Beach, and your picture is the uh, the premier pitcher for this show. How does that make you feel?
3: Wonderful. How how long have
0: you uh, been doing pictures like this? Your pictures are very unique.
3: Uh, as far as the um, the beautiful colors, ever since the uh, late nineties, mid to late nineties, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not my accident that I'm doing this because uh, the Lord. Uh, He's the orchestrator for me doing this, mm-hmm. so I give him all the credit. So you changed your style then, in the 90s? Well, he took me away from uh, realism to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Can we show, We'll show? we show an example of one of your pictures. Sure. This is very colorful. Uh, this is uh, called Big Fish, and um, if you notice, they're not in the eyes or distinguishing features for the silhouette. and he gave me that too. To, to, uh, to um, what were the images as far as male and female and so there's a reason for it though.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And as you say, the colors are very vivid on everything that you do. Um, and so how how did you get your vision for the picture that you use for this Oyster Festival?
3: Okay, I start with an idea, but as to how it's going to turn out, the information is in it, I don't have a clue. Really. You just start painting. I mean, there's a master teacher in me. They call it the Spirit of God or whatever, but there's a master teacher. And when he shows up, I'm the paint pusher.
0: I see, I see. And so
3: I never know what it's going to turn out to be. I never know. Hmm, until you're done. I know when it's finished, but I never know uh, what it will consist of.
0: Unbelievable. Well, it's beautiful, and uh, we're going to show our viewers that your picture for the Oyster Festival as well. We have a picture of that, and I thank you very much for doing this interview.
3: My pleasure, sir. All right, thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: If you'd like to purchase prints of Paint Bucket Oysters, you can visit the Brunswick County Chamber's website at www.brunswickcountychamber.org. As with any festival, children always have a great time and the rides at the North Carolina Oyster Festival were geared toward the younger variety. One of the more interesting was the bungee ride. The Kids were flipping for it. The youngsters were kept entertained by all the blow-up rides. Just walking around the grounds and seeing all the vendors and people was fun by itself. We stumbled upon this interesting booth with spinning metal marvels that reflected the sun's rays and looked pretty cool too. Did I mention there was tons of food here? Yeah, I guess I did. All in all, we spent several hours at the festival and was entertained by the band Sammy O'Banion and Mardi Gras as we walked around. They played many favorites. Embers, a popular beach music band, was also invited to perform. Our beautiful day in the South Brunswick Islands came to a close, but not after we had our fill of fun, food and shopping at the North Carolina Oyster Festival in Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina. Coming up next, Peggy interviews author Miller Pope about writing your next great American novel, On the Road.
1: You know, a lot of times when we're in our RVs we see something that's really exciting or it really takes our breath away. And We just wanna capture that moment and remember it forever. But well, one way you can do that is to jot a note down and maybe write a book. So I'm here with Miller Pope who has actually taken that concept from his local area and he's written a book about it. So Miller, if someone was retired like you are, has plenty of time on their hands, has just been to say the Grand Canyon and they just, their breath was taken away and they said, you know, maybe somebody else would enjoy um, a visual of that through the words that they write. How would they get started? What would they do?
2: Well, you would just sit down and the main thing to do is, is sit down and start. And and uh, also while you're driving, you can compose part of the book. You know, just think oh, about. Oh, use what... a tape recorder. Well, you can use a tape recorder, or you could just think, you know, think over what you're going to say, and then when you stop, you can, you know, at least it gets you started, and you can put it but down. But it's more and...
1: than just writing down your thoughts. You know, it seems like there has to be some kind of organization to a book to make it work, to make it successful.
2: Well, yes, but today with a computer, you know.
1: Oh, you can rearrange all those thoughts you later. You can
2: rearrange everything. So the main thing is just to get it down, get your yeah. thoughts down. And you can go back and edit it and change it and and check your spelling. And, and right. when you, uh, uh, you know, to take all the run-on sentences and, and shorten them, take a lot of the...
1: Now, I know you're an illustrator by trade, but you've written a book called Tales of the Silver Coast, and it's a, a beautifully illustrated and written book about um, southeastern North Carolina. <coughs> How did that process work for you, Miller?
2: Well, I just loved the area, and I um, wanted, and, and it's, you know, sort, sort of overlooked. There's so much history, and it had uh, such a, a big, um, uh, Impact on on uh, the formation of this country. I mean the hist- you know the um, the um, the people that that were here during the colonial days. They um, um, well the the the, the um, American Revolution. Uh, might have started at, at Brunswick Brunswicktown uh, nine years before Lexington and Concord when the Minutemen lined up on the dock at, uh, in the port there and threatened to open fire if the British sloop of war tried to land tax stamps. And, Are you
1: saying then that you really have to do a lot of research in order to write a book? Because it sounds like you did a lot of research about your area. Yes,
2: I did a lot of research, but you know one of the things if we, when you're tra- traveling around you know like you can visit uh, you know the historic spots like uh, um, uh, Brun- you could go Old to the Brunswick Alamo Town. in yeah. Texas or right and you yeah. can do the research while you're traveling, while you're
1: traveling. okay you
2: can pick up books and you can and the internet is a golden uh, source, source of for information, information
1: right mm-hmm. okay so you've gotten your books your thoughts together You've jotted some notes. You've put them on the computer. You've, you've rearranged it. Now, how do you get it from that point to this point? Because certainly, you're not going to be printing a book all by yourself and pulling it out of your RV and selling it to your neighbor.
2: No. Well, I had a wonderful. I had some wonderful help on on that. I had a friend of mine, um, Jack DeGroot, who is a novelist, mm-hmm. who uh, um, got me connected with. Uh, um,
1: was it just a publishing house? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and I had been out of it for a, a lot of years because I had uh, I was an old magazine illustrator from mm-hmm. New York, and I had illustrated a lot of books and so forth. And but I had been into uh, land development and other things for a, a number of years, and started a beach resort at Ocean Isle Beach, called the Winds, and. Um, and then I retired. I got back, and I just, I just did it out of the sheer love of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it.
1: So basically, you need to find a publishing house that will kind of do the mechanics of getting it ready to publish, and then they will actually print the book for you and well, ship it to you, me, and then you help you right, know, market with, it and sell with it. With
2: the uh, um, uh, where to get it printed. Now, this book was printed in Canada. Uh huh. You know, the next book I'm okay. doing is going to be printed in China. Oh, everything's gone
1: to China. Hmm.
2: Well, no, it's
1: just,
2: it's a four-color book and they do wonderful work over there and it's a lot cheaper. The
1: next book is about what?
2: It's about piracy. It's a history of piracy. And and it's just, there are a lot of books out on it, but I tend to do the best book ever done on it. Well, uh, there
1: you go. If you have any um, questions that you'd like to talk to Miller about, he does have a website and his book, Tales of the Silver Coast is also available on his website, millerpope.com. So please think about that and think about jotting down your notes and your memories and your ideas from your travels.
0: Next on American RVer, our quick tech tip telling you about general exterior RV maintenance. There are other maintenance things that have to be done to a motor coach. And uh, what do you want to talk about next?
4: just general maintenance as far as the
2: outside of the coach you want to check your lights um, you know of course keep it washed and clean uh, go over your your door mechanisms and stuff you can lubricate those occasionally Mm -hmm. you can spray a little graphite inside the locks to make sure that those stay in a good operating order and function
0: correctly you don't want to put wd-40 in here right because it attracts dirt right it corrects dirt any kind of little grime that's where you get the little grinding sound when you put the key in Mm -hmm. Um, creates problems
2: inside the tumblers and so forth
0: okay and so then you wax the whole thing i assume
2: yes you you can either do it yourself if you have a lot of spare time or you can uh,
0: use a combination And nowadays there's a clear coat that's actually put on the most RVs, correct? Yes. And is there any problem waxing over that clear coat? No, you just don't want to use any kind of abrasive materials. You want to make sure you use the right equipment to, to buff or wax your coat. Mm-hmm. And you have to have probably a day or two to do that. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It takes a while, I know, I've done it. <laughs> so. All right. So
1: been camping?
4: About 20 years.
1: And I know it's a tent here and there's a tent over there and there's another camper over there. Tell me, uh, is this one yours? Are these your puppies over here? What's going on? Two of those
4: puppies are mine. One of them belongs to the people that have this tent, but they're friends of ours from Kentucky. We're in the tent over there and so we all met down here to have a wonderful time for a week at the beach.
1: And uh, what's the best part about camping in total? Why do you like camping? Meeting new people. You have new neighbors all the time? Yes, you do. And, and everybody, they help each other. Mm-hmm. And you become new friends. You have yes. new friends. So it's like moving into a new neighborhood every weekend.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We met a family from Australia that lived in the Outback. Wow. They had two little boys. And her son was 10 years old at the time. And they got to play basketball together. The little boys were going to school because it was school time in Australia. So you meet people camping that you don't meet in motels. Right,
1: because it seems like at a motel, you stick to your room, you maybe watch TV, you, you go out to dinner, time. you come back. Yeah. You don't Camping, meet, you're
4: sitting out and around. And you meet people from all over the world and you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. But they were tent camping and it, it, it was great. It was wonderful. You learn a lot about people. Are you finding that um, there are fewer and fewer places to tent camp? Do you think a lot of campgrounds I, are going to the RV type? I think most of them are, are going more to RVs, and it's sad because the average family cannot afford an RV, uh-huh. but they can afford to go buy a tent. Uh-huh. And you're closer knit in a tent than you are in an RV. As a family. Right. We have an RV at home, but that's no fun. Our friends don't have an RV, V. Uh-huh. so we tent camp when we're with our friends because I don't want to be in an air-conditioned RV while they're in the tent.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's that's
1: Well, honestly, you know, we went camping with some friends of ours, and they brought a tent, and we had the RV, and it poured down rain that night. Well, they got soaking wet. Did they think about coming and knocking on our door? No, they didn't. Did we even notice that it was raining outside till the morning and they were sopping wet? No, we didn't, because we were
4: in the air-conditioned RV. <laughs> right, Yeah. and it's, you know, if you want true companionship with, with friends and new friends, you don't sit in an RV, you sit outside. Mm-hmm. You don't meet people if you're sitting in an RV watching TV. Yeah, I you hear just
1: you. just can't do it. Can't yeah, do it. I hear you.